Once again, we are almost to the end of a homeschool year, and once again, we're not going to finish all of our curriculum, and I'm really okay with that. Though it's taken me a few years to get to this point, and that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their days. Welcome to episode 24 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. We're going to be talking about one of those little things that sneaks up on even the best of us. We get close to the end of the school year and there is just no way this curriculum is going to get done. The things that we so lovingly picked out and planned out last summer You know, life has happened. All kinds of crazy things have gone on, and now we're faced with not finishing before the end of the year. So what does that mean, and what can we actually do about it? Well, as I alluded to in the introduction, this often happens to me. Very often, I plan way more than I have time to do, and I'm okay with that. I actually enjoy the planning part quite a bit, Um, and it's okay that we don't finish everything. And I'm going to tell you why. So first of all, I want you to think back to your years going to school, going, uh, maybe you went to private school, maybe you went to public school, maybe you were even homeschooled. And when you were going to school, how often did you actually finish the book? How often did you finish and do every chapter in the math book? Maybe that was an algebra book or a geometry book. How often did you get to every single chapter in the history book? And I would hazard a guess to say it was not very often, if ever. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason that that happens. So, so very often curriculum providers who are writing curriculum, writing textbooks, things of that nature, they never intend for you to get to every single thing in the book. Think about teacher autonomy and a teacher can choose which parts of the curriculum that they are going to use and which parts they aren't going to use. So they may skip a few chapters. Uh, They may decide not to cover a few topics. And it's totally okay for public school teachers, for private school teachers, and it's totally okay for you, homeschooler, not to do those things as well. You don't have to finish every single thing. Most materials were developed with the idea that you are going to finish about 75% of the resource. So about 75% of the resource is going to be finished and you can call it good. So just think about that, Uh, you know, back to your school days, how often did you really finish? Probably not much. It's totally okay. And then what you do next year as you come in is you kind of review some of the material from the last book before you dig into the new book, and start learning new things some of the time. Okay, so let's talk about how do you plan? How do you make a plan for using the curriculum if you're not necessarily going to finish it all? And I have a great little product called Plan Your Year. It is a wonderful homeschooling resource that helps you handle situations exactly like this. And one of the things that we teach you about in Plan Your Year is the fact that you should be basing what you're doing with your children each year on the goals 
that you have for your specific kids. So your specific children are going to have different strengths and weaknesses. They're going to have different needs. And when you sit down at the beginning of a year to choose resources and to decide exactly what it is you're going to focus on and what's going to be a priority in your homeschool, because I will tell you, if you have three, four, five children, every single subject for every single child cannot be a priority. It is just not possible. So you're going to have to kind of pick and choose your priorities. And so as you look at what are the priorities, you write out what are the priorities for this child, when you get to the end of the year, you can say, have the goals for that child been met? then it's okay for us to stop. If we've met the goals that I laid out for that particular child at the beginning of the school year, it's completely okay for us to uh, close the books and stop what we're doing. And we've met the goals. So base your progress on the goals for each individual child as opposed to checking off the box of completing a specific curriculum. Because I will tell you, you know your children and their needs way better than any curriculum provider does. They don't know you at all. They're just writing about history or science or math. You are the one that knows what your child needs and how far they need to go. So when I said earlier about the 75%, really what I'm not talking about, like doing the first 75% of the book and then just not finishing the other 25%. So this is also where plan your year comes in handy is it helps you to ask the questions to say, okay, what are the needs of my child and how are we going to best meet the needs of the child with this resource and which chapters do we need to do? And which chapters or pages can we skip doing? Which chapters or pages can we miss doing? Because that child doesn't need those particular topics. So once again, by thinking about these things ahead of time and by planning this out ahead of time, you go ahead and choose in advance which 75% of the book is most important to you. And then you can add on a few extra chapters or topics uh, just in case you do have time to get to a few more, but you prioritize the chapters and topics and know which ones are the most important. Okay, so what happens when you get to the end of the school year and you are not finished with that curriculum? Well, you have a couple of different options. So the first option that you have is you can simply close the book and open it up again next year and pick up where you left off. Uh, sounds a little crazy, I know, but you know, we are rolling along with our math and uh, maybe somebody has gotten a little bit behind and all of a sudden it's time to go do church camps and uh, vacation Bible school and all of these fun things for the summer and there's really not time to fit math in. The best thing for us to do is to shut the math book right where we are, open it back up in the fall, start with a little bit of review and pick up where you left off. And we have done this for years and years in our homeschool. And actually, I have a kid right now who just finished a math curriculum in March, not because he's behind, but because he's ahead. And so he's uh, gonna start the next math curriculum right now. And when we get to the end of the school year, he 
probably won't do math during the summer. I'm thinking he won't. Some of my older kids do. But uh, we'll close the book and then we'll open it back up in late July, early August when we start our school year back up again and he can pick up right where he left off. So on a with a skill-based subject like mathematics, especially with our mathematics program, which is a mastery-based program and not a spiral-based program, I really do want my kids to get every single topic that's in the book. So I don't want to skip any of those topics. Where we do less than 100% of the book is when the child can skip some of the practice pages because they got the concept so quickly. So that's where we do a little bit less of the book and move faster through it. But if we're not moving faster through it, if we need more time, we just close the book at the end of the year and pick up where we left off at the beginning of the following year. And that just makes so much more sense for us. So simply close the book. The other thing you can do is you can call yourself done. And what I mean by this is it's okay to count hours as opposed to finishing a resource. So let's say you're working through a history resource on the Middle Ages or something like that, and you have very dutifully done history most days, and you've gotten a reasonable amount of hours in history in over the course of a year, about 120. And you're like, okay, we're never going to finish this resource But you can still say, you know what? We've done the Middle Ages. We are crossing that off our list. We're checking it off. We're closing the book. Next year, we're picking up and we're doing something different. And it's a completely viable option, especially when your children are younger because they're going to come back to the Middle Ages again. So there's no use trying to push through to the end of that resource or picking it up again next year. Just close the book and be done with it. You can even largely do this with high schoolers. I know we are not going to study every single chemistry concept in our chemistry program this year. My children who are studying chemistry with me right now are not going into a science-heavy profession, not going into science-heavy college classes. And so I'm like, eh, we've covered enough. We're not going to cover it every single concept, but the things we've learned, they've enjoyed, they've got a great grasp on. This is not skill-based, it's content-based. And so you know what? We're closing the books, calling it good, and moving on from chemistry for some of us forever. I will probably have to teach it again. (laughs) So that is another option that you can do as well. So a resource that I would suggest you go check out, and it's a free resource, it's a blog post by my good friend Amy Sloan over at Humility and Doxology, is this blog post on finishing strong, defining the all that's left list. And I fell in love with this concept when Amy wrote about it a few years ago. And so I make an all that's left list for my children at the end of every school year. We get to about mm, March or April, and then it's time for me to make that list. And so these are the things that are left for you to do before you can be done with each subject by the end of the school year. Now, it equals out to about as much as they need if they were to continue working at their normal pace. That'll get them through the time that I want to stop school. If they're slower than their normal pace and they're starting to drag their feet, well, their school might stretch out a little longer. But if they can move a little bit faster, if they're motivated to move quicker, 
they could be done with some subjects even earlier, and I don't add more things to the list. So it's a great little motivator for them, but it also allows me at this point in my school year to figure out exactly what is most important to me of the things that are left and go ahead and make some tweaks and changes and get to that 75%, revisit those goals that I had for that particular child and make sure in the last quarter of the year that we're going to actually meet them and get to those goals. And everybody happier and we just finished the school year strong. So I'll leave a link for that uh, post for you down in the description or in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Okay, hopefully there were some good tips for you here. I will tell you that most homeschoolers don't finish every bit of the curriculum and nor should you. Take a deep breath. Think about the 75%. Think about the goals that you have for your children. And think about being done for the summer and sipping little drinks by the pool while the kids splash around and everybody enjoys a lovely summertime. Because you really do need a break from school to start school strong again later in the year. So I highly recommend that you do that. Okay, I will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking all about nature study. I have a fun new nature study resource to share with you. I'm going to be interviewing my good friend, Cindy West. Now, if you would like links to any of the resources I talked about today, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH24. And until I see you again, keep on homeschooling. 